0: He's from Westward magazine he's the food editor and his name's Mark antonation. It's good to see you mark
1: how are you? I'm doing good uh just want to make sure you can hear me. this technology is uh still crazy for me It's actually perfect you got
0: a great map behind you too <laughs> do you, do you put a pin where your world travels take you?
1: that's yeah it's my uh plan for global food domination <laughs> so just point just at-
0: point somewhere on that map to your favorite region in the world food-wise.
1: Oh gosh, right now it's probably, well, let's see. Uh I'm going over here. Ah. Uh Southeast Asia, but you know, it's also good.
0: I was going to I was wondering if that and then I don't know, the, so, somewhere around India is where I'm hanging out right now.
2: Really? I, I I'm am okay. I'm with Mark. I like really? that. Uh, Rim? I, yeah, I, I really do. I, it's just the people, the food. I, I could eat rice a lot. I mean, now, listen, you take me south of the border, that's another I thing. I know. But that, there's you know. so
0: many great regions in yeah. the world of food. I don't know, Mark, were you tuned in? Did you see uh, Darren
1: Breeden, the slopper-eating champion? I did. Um, and uh, we interviewed him, too, for a story, uh, one of my writers um, at Westward, and uh you know I love a good pueblo slopper I don't think I could eat more than one much less eat 830
0: I was going to ask you competitive eating boy that takes a special type of person I like to enjoy my food but I have been known to what do you call it, roadhouse something just to scarf it right <laughs> scarf it right down but I don't
1: you think you could do competitive eating mark uh, probably not I, kinda, I don't like having food on my face. So, you know, I like to, it goes from the
0: plate to my mouth. You wouldn't be a, a very good uh, contestant then. I put a, a uh, poll on the uh, stream today. Have you ever had a slopper? Yes, 62%. No, 23%. And say what is 15%. But it surprises me. Uh, slopper's fairly well
1: known. Yeah, I'm surprised that it's that high too. So uh, I'm uh, shout out to your reader, your listeners, because that's uh, you know it 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 seems like it was a Pueblo thing for so long, and now it's spreading.
0: No doubt, we're going to actually make a trip into Pueblo this year. Uh, We're doing a second road trip, Mark. Uh, It's the fall road trip, and we're coming up on a fall dinner series as well. It'll be five days in a row. With the same ingredients, five different chefs with their take on those ingredients, making different menus with the same ingredients. And uh, kind of the the star of this one's Alex Seidel and Rebecca Wiseman will join us, and and um, we'll have uh, Kyle Mendenhall. We're assembling quite a cast and crew for the the fall uh, dinner series. So I'd love for you to join us for one of those. But here we are into the fall and the strangest time of year with uh, openings and closing and we're seeing a lot of movement uh, on the outskirts of town as far as openings and a lot of closing in the more dense populated areas or high rent districts is what I would say. First of all, give us your overall view since you're keeping up on the openings and closings is where you see that most movement as far as openings and closings.
1: Yeah, I was pretty surprised to see the number of new restaurants, uh, opening up in, well, mostly the outskirts, like you're saying, and then also kind of uh, infilling some places that have been vacant for, you know, a year or two or more even. Uh, So that's good to see. Uh, And maybe it's a sign that there's some, like, real estate deals or lease deals to be had out there. Um, But uh, it's still, I, I think, You know, it's it's rough for the people who are open right now, uh, especially if they don't have a lot of outdoor seating. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm hoping for the best for them.
0: Absolutely. As far as first of all, how do you get the information on openings and closings? I know your ears to the ground all the time and folks can email you. I don't know why somebody would want to be so anxious to tell you that they're closing. But, hey, maybe it happens. How do you hear about the closings?
1: Uh, yeah, closings are a lot more difficult to find out about. And that's usually why, you know, sometimes our lists are a little shorter, uh, on any given week, uh, or month, but, you know, eventually, uh, either readers will, uh, send us a note or sometimes, um, you know, the restaurant owners or chefs, uh, want to talk about it. I know it's, it's, it's like, you know, a lot of people said it's like, uh, losing a family member when when they have to close a restaurant uh, because they put so much hard work into it, so I understand if people are a little bit uh you know reluctant to talk about it um, but uh you know we we try to keep track of it to let Denver know what's happening not to uh you know sensationalize anybody's misfortune or or you know sometimes people just retire too um uh, the owners of the Gallup Cafe decided to sell their restaurant. Um, you know, at uh, 32nd and was at uh and uh, I think they're gonna the new owners are gonna reopen something fairly similar. Uh, so you know, those people that have run the cafe uh, have been doing it for a long time, but hopefully the cafe will still be there for the neighborhood.
2: You know, Mark, it's interesting. This is Brian and good afternoon. and Thanks for being on the show. Um, did you look at the geographical sort of spread on your closings? Um, I thought it was interesting when I looked at that. Did you did you notice anything about that?
1: Um, you know, I'm not sure I noticed anything too specific this time around. What were you saying? I
2: it was interesting because it was almost like 80 percent of all the closings
1: were downtown, Um, that I, that I noticed. Um, it's probably a combination of, of, you know, the, like you said, real estate is more expensive in central Denver. And then it's also easier to spot places when they close than, you know, in the outlying areas. Sometimes we just never really hear about them or find out about them. Uh, despite, you know, trying to keep a pretty close eye on things.
0: I'm wondering if I have the most current and closings. I think I do. Where? Let's see the date on this. The 29th of August. Is that the most current? Yeah, that's
2: one? the one that just came out Okay, the other day.
0: so let's do – I mean, I love to see the openings. And, you, you, you know, you kind of have this really um, ground-level view on these things. What's the theme of folks that are doing the openings? Have they been in the works for over a year and they're just following through? Or are people really looking at opportunity right now and opening up some places? It's, it's,
1: it's a little confusing to me. I think there's some of both. Um so uh for example, the fifth string um yeah. just opened um on Tejon. Uh thirty second I guess yeah, thirty-third in Tejon. Uh and and uh Amos Watts, the chef and owner there, um I it was something he had worked at Old Major previously as their executive chef. He knew Justin Brunson uh, the owner of Old Major, pretty well. Uh, and so when Justin decided to close Old Major, uh, Amos thought it was a great opportunity for him to start up. So that was, I think, you know, one that kind of came up more on short notice. And then also there's one called um, Etcetera Eatery that opened up at, on South Pearl Street um, where uh, the owner saw an opening uh, and thought it was a great location, you know, that, that kind of, uh, old South Pearl area is really good for restaurants. So, uh, he thought he'd give it a go there. Um, but yeah, other places, you know, they're in the works for a year or two and, and, and they're going to go ahead with it because they've already committed so much time and effort into it.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, talking about hot areas now, I, let, let's just go how how do we do this so we'll, so we'll just name some areas and, and and mark let's play a little game of like hot or not right we can do that rhino, <laughs> rhino is, is rhino
1: still hot or not oh god i think yeah i mean and there's so much room for for growth because there's i think i mean obviously the pandemic has kind of put a halt on that a little bit but towards the north end up by thirty uh, eighth, um, you know, there's there's a lot of new office buildings going in, like where the where the pedestrian bridge is over the railroad tracks. Um, so you're seeing, I mean, there are retail spots opening up there. I think there, there's a place called Slater's Fifty Fifty that's a burger chain out of California that just opened up up there. Um, yeah, so it might be a little slow now, but. You know, in a year, that whole area is going to be like the you know closer to the ballpark. What about that seventeenth avenue that's that's, that's a had good a one. lot of yeah. Uh, yeah hot or not hot you know it's such not. a cool neighborhood, and you know with all the old houses and the architect oh sorry i'm uh, with all the old houses and architecture and stuff um, it does seem like restaurants have a tricky time catching on there, but the ones that do. You know, Steuben's, Ace, Beast and Bottle, uh, and then, you know, like Marchik's, uh, so, Fine Foods. So that with, would
0: be uptown, right? Like where D Bar is, Las Delicias, uh, the 17th Avenue. Yeah, sure. so, well, okay. it's, it's an interesting stretch because yeah. remember, El Posto used uptown. to be down there. I'm going to call it up and, um,
2: and then when he moved out, it seemed like the Vine, there was a Vine Street and Pub. With, I don't, I'm not sure if that's How about
0: still South Broadway? There? Yeah. Hot or not?
1: uh yeah i think that's still hot and especially like the further south you go um really like the post yeah you know, now is like the main area where you know the, i guess they call that the baker neighborhood around oh. around first and broadway gotcha uh it seems pretty full at the moment uh but yeah you go further south and uh there's a new donut shop where the winchell's was called wake and bake that's really awesome and pretty inexpensive Um, and then uh, you know especially you head down to Old Town Englewood on South South Broadway you know near Hampton Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of fun stuff there. How about Cherry Creek hot or not? Oh uh, you know I I think for the right restaurant the right crowd it's it's hot you know there are there's new things opening up there uh, a lot of hotel restaurants Uh, A lot of places coming in, uh, you know, nationally. Uh, I guess Richard Sandoval has Toro there now. So, you know, big name. uh, Something that people are more familiar with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So, you know.
0: How about Highlands? I was just going to ask. Highlands, Highlands, hot or not? Uh, You
1: know, I, I... it depends on which stretch, you know, like the uh, West Highlands over by like 32nd and Lowell. Uh, you don't really see a lot of new places opening up there, but the places that are there are great. Um, I, I there's a Sarah's Ramen enclave I really have always liked. Although there's a new Bow Tie just opened up there uh, in the last couple of weeks. Boulder. If you like Thai food, how about they, Boulder? That family has two other restaurants uh one in evergreen and one in castle rock so this is their first one in central denver
2: yeah and they're awesome by the way i've i've eaten a bow tie up in evergreen many many times and super nice family good just good authentic food
0: how about boulder lafayette oh you know i like if,
1: if i if i could move somewhere i'd probably move to like you know lafayette louisville that area because it's just so fun to see that these little towns in like Erie, um, uh, Niwot, where they've got these little downtowns with so much great food. Um, I agree with all saw, of that. Yeah, yeah. I saw one just open there called Birdhouse. Uh, uh, that's the same owners as Community in uh, Lafayette. And looks like they're doing uh, ramen and tacos, so it's kind of you know sure thing uh, menu almost. But uh, ho- you know, I haven't tried it yet, but hopefully they're doing a good job at both. Now, I, now, I've got one for him here. Okay, one, hold, one second. Well,
0: hold on, I have to point this out as a, as a good advocate for all restaurants. Have you noticed he hasn't it, said one not hot area? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, which I'm on is that. fine, but I'm going to get him. With I will.
2: Here, I've got I've got a question that I'm going to have to get him to commit to here. What would you say would be the hottest suburb?
0: He's going to say
1: Aurora. Don't you follow him?
0: No, but, you
2: know. Havana. I
1: love Aurora Yeah. Especially, you know, Havana Street uh, that runs, you know, north-south, kind of on the edge of Aurora and Denver. But Federal Uh, might
0: think you're cheating on her. (laughs)
1: <laughs> those are those are my two favorite streets for food in, in the whole metro area And where I was going is
2: like Arvada It's well, got do... a real about, new scene
1: How about Colfax? Uh, absolutely. Well, Arvada, uh, you know, West Colfax is kind of, uh, you know, has been on the upswing in Lakewood uh, Although, uh, you know, our everyone's favorite restaurant in Denver, Casa Bonita, uh, is still closed
0: you, you wrote a piece about it. I actually have, maybe you can give us a preview of this piece. Everybody should go read it. Because when you put down Casa Bonita, everybody's ears perk up, right? Because I, <laughs> the, the notoriety is there. But uh, here it is. W- what's the headline? The headline is, will Casa Bonita ever reopen? And, and then I thought there was another one that said something about, is it a COVID casualty? Talk about Casa Bonita for a minute, if you would.
1: Well, it's just, you know, it's been here forever. Uh, Anybody who grew up in Denver went there for birthday parties, you know, family gatherings when they were kids. And then you grow up and you go back and and it's like this theme park for, you know, just a fun time. Uh, You know, I don't think most people go there for the food. Um, but, you know, the cliff divers and the gorillas and the grottos and the margaritas and sopapillas, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's for uh, kids. I for I actually, I, ha- I have an admission, though. Uh-oh. Uh, and this is the first time I've ever said this publicly. I have never been. <laughs> because wow. because it's not known for its culinary? Uh, it, it's just one of those. Because I, I, I moved to college, I moved to Denver when I was 16, so I think I was a little too old to miss, you know, the, the, the younger side of it. And then I was in college, so never made it over there. Uh, and then it just never happened. So all my friends who, you know, love the place and have been there dozens of times are like, oh, we got to take you there one of these days. And then so it probably would have happened this summer, except hey, that they're not open. Hey, Mark. You just made you've made me
0: feel comfortable. I'm a 48 year Denver native, and I've never been to Casa Bonita.
1: Both of you haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 see. You were born here, so I I think you know somehow. Somehow fate just never brought you there.
0: If they reopen, Mark, can we go out on a date to Casa Bonita? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> you guys, it's funny because I've been there a few times and I have you kids. Have kids. And, yeah. yeah. And, um, but I w- someone took me there because when I first came into the state back in the early 90s, people were like, oh, you have to go to this place. Was it
0: everything you ever wanted it to be?
2: Uh, of course not. Um, but it's one of those places that you can't say anything bad about because it's just so like, it's so warm and fuzzy. You go in there and the people are nice and they're trying to, even though you feel like you're being herded because the way you got to start, the whole thing is in a, it's a buffet kind of line. Do do you ever
0: remember a place called the yum yum tree?
1: Oh yeah. I think that was open right when I moved here uh, or had closed previously. Uh, because my family used to visit Denver occasionally, even before we moved here. And so I do remember the place. Uh, I was pretty young, though.
2: Yeah. I, I got a one for you, Mark. What is a place that's closed that you miss or even, like, changed ownerships? Like Pasta J's – or not Pasta J's, Jay's, but J's Jay's, uh, down on South Broadway, J's Noodle or something. Changed ownerships. It was never the same. Um, do you do you have any places mm-hmm. like that that you miss?
1: Oh, all of them. God, that's such a hard question. Um, yeah, so, well, you said Jays, and I immediately, I was thinking at first of JJ Chinese Seafood on Alameda uh, that closed a few years ago. That was, you know, one of the best Chinese restaurants in Denver, and uh, they stayed open a little late. So if you went, you know, towards the end of the night, like at 11 o'clock, You'd probably see somebody new, like a chef from another restaurant or something. Um, so uh, that one I do miss. And and it's now a hot pot place that I've been to that's pretty good. Um, but, it, you know, not quite the same. I love this. And taking time
0: for us today, Mark Antonation Westward. We don't get it often. We don't get a chance often to catch up. So sorry if we're taking this a little too long, but... Uh, just really love your take on food in, in Denver it, it, all together and Colorado. I mean, basically. But uh, I want to do a little something called deep dive with Mark Amptonation. Give us something that's like you haven't eaten there. I know you haven't. Don't even lie. But Mark Antonation has. What's that deep dive? Uh, uh, so someplace I haven't eaten? No, someplace that you've eaten, but you know we haven't.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, Okay, so, and I'm not even sure if they're open right now, but there's a little restaurant in Aurora. Um, It's on the second floor of an office building. It's called Mana Korean Restaurant, and it has, like, three tables in it. It looks like it was maybe at one time the cafeteria for the office building. Um, The most amazing... Korean soups I've ever had and and using ingredients that I you know I had to look up because I had no idea what I was eating Um, so just you know very uh, traditional Korean stone bowl soups and and noodles and things Uh, and yeah you know even you look on Yelp and they've got one review uh, and they've been around for several years Mana M-A-N-A M-A-N-N-A. Although I think the, the translation from the Korean alphabet is, is tricky with that one because I've seen it spelled a couple different ways. But I think it pops up as mana uh, if you Google
0: it. When, so you have so many places that you probably should go and see. What makes you go into a corner office in a second floor of a place? <laughs> I like,
1: what, what brings
0: you to a place like that?
1: Uh Usually, you know something like that, I think somebody else told me about it uh, and and then it took me like another year to to remember to get over there um, but yeah, just the idea that that there's something interesting that you know th- th- there's such a great Korean community in Aurora um that's been growing for a number of years and 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 finding food that is traditional for them and that I've never tried before. It just gives me a glimpse into the way people eat, you know, outside of my personal culture and community. I,
3: I've got a, I've got, got a question for you. Yeah. We're on the Korean thing and, and I live out in Aurora and I see, you know, a ton of Korean restaurants and, and love them. What's your take on cooking your own food at the table with the Korean barbecue thing? And you have the hood, and it's—I mean, it's—I I guess it's cool. But and I've only done it once. But when I did it halfway through, I'm like, I don't want to cook the food anymore. Like, I'd rather it just come out cooked.
0: <laughs> the novelty wore off? Yeah,
3: the novelty um, wore for me. And maybe it's just because I've been it. in the restaurant business so long that it, it wore off real fast. And
0: It's and, like bagging your own groceries it, you, to you?
3: Well, it, but yeah, but even worse than that, though, because it's, you know, and I don't know, and I'm not trying to make light of it or make a joke or anything, it's but it, like serious, you it's know, novelty. like halfway through, I'm like, I'd rather not cook the rest of this stuff. I'd rather just
0: eat dinner. I think that was more of a, I, you know, uh,
1: I think any restaurant like that where where you some of the preparation is up to you, uh, it, it takes you got to go a few times to kind of get the hang of it. Um, one of the places that I really like it's a, a Korean pub on Havana called Thanksul Pocha, and uh, I ordered a, a chicken dish with rice. It comes with rice balls. And you just get a bowl of rice and a pair of food service gloves, and you get to make your own rice balls. But it's got all the stuff you know mixed in with it, like seaweed and uh, sesame oil, and they're really tasty. And then you can dunk them in the sauce the chicken comes with, and uh, pretty good stuff. So
3: the Korean restaurant folks are super geniuses, and they're getting us to do some of the prep. To take I the, think they <laughs> think of more of <laughs> like no, it's a it's a cultural yeah. thing,
2: guys. Yeah. I think because when I was over in China, the you know we had several meals at a place where they started off with the broth, and it's they walk you out a, a plate of, a big bowl of broth, put it right in the center of the plate or in the center of a table that's got heat, and then you throw stuff. Mm-hmm. You take your broth, you throw different things. It's got like a lazy susan, and you're adding stuff.
1: Isn't that more of a a, a eastern thing, Mark? Well, I think it's just it's uh it's a kind of I think it's maybe a bar food kind of thing where it's an experience that you go with your friends and you're all drinking and ha- you're having beers or uh you know other uh, Korean beverages. Uh, and it's just kind of dive in and have fun. Uh so it's it's probably not like what you would have if you went to somebody's house in Korea but it's definitely it's a it's a full on entertainment you know going out Experience.
3: Well, they, you know, they better be up on their insurance because if you did, like, nine sake bombs and then decided to grill your forearm, you know, <laughs> along with the pork. <laughs> Boil you. know, yeah, I mean, I'd just be re- queued up. Somebody in a suit turns the corner and is like, well, fill this out, yeah, you know.
0: Absolutely. Mark, your riding style, the other day we were having a, a conversation about the former riders here in town. What was the name of the one guy who nobody even knew what he looked like, but he'd go in and just hammer places?
2: Oh, Sheehan. Was that uh, – Mike Sheehan, I think that that was what, that. I can't what was name? Jason. Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was, was brutal.
1: One of the best writers I've read, you know, in Denver. That's what I've but but it wasn't. I mean,
0: you you don't ever ever speak illy. I mean, I don't know, I don't think you do. But you generally write very positive about each and every place, or you just don't write about it at all. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Well, I guess the difference between me and Jason is that he was a restaurant critic, and I'm not. I'm, you know, a food writer, journalist. Uh, And he's a journalist too, but his job was restaurant critic. So for the longest time, it was his goal to remain anonymous uh, and to give an evaluation of his dining experience, which can sometimes be negative. Um, My job is more, uh, you know, certainly with new restaurants is uh, I'm calling out that there's a new restaurant and what kind of food they are, uh, what, you know, their service goals are like. Um, So I can't really do anything negative in that light because that would be pretty unfair for me to walk into a restaurant that's not even open yet and uh, write something negative about them. Uh, But I also, you know, I'm also in the business of exploring restaurants and and finding things that that people may not have had before or uh, you know is new to the Denver area that kind of thing so uh, it's more about I mean if it looks positive it's because I'm trying to shine the light on on, uh, what's out there uh, rather than calling attention to you know, specific service problems or, you know, is the, where the chicken wings dry that day or whatever mm.
2: is critics are? do you yeah. think critics are dying? Do you think critics are still, I mean, because now Yelp has got everybody, we've got 5 critics, million man. critics on Yelp yeah. every day. Um, do you right. think, yeah. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I think there's definitely still a, a role for that. You know, it's tough right now during COVID because it's like, yeah, you know, this is just survival time for restaurants. And uh, I wouldn't want that job right now. But in general, I think, yeah, it's great. You know, if, if, if you're going to go out and spend $200 on a meal uh, and you've never been there before, you can trust strangers on Yelp to tell you, you know, that their napkin wasn't folded right. Uh, or you can turn to, you know, Whoever, say, you know, Pete Wells of the New York Times, who knows the city, knows food uh, and has has taken the time in his career to understand food and cooking and service. Uh, and those are the people that, you know, you trust. Uh, I think it's harder these days because, uh, you know, the, the journal, journalism industry as a whole it's tough to make a living. Uh, you know, people tend to not uh, pay attention to who's writing things. They just want to see a headline and a picture and then move on.
0: Yeah, uh, a top ten or uh, the you know best patios or places to eat or number one margarita type of thing is is really what people. I I don't know, Mark. You you go out a lot and you you know a lot of I, I you, certainly you have an opinion. And I would read it on a critic's <laughs> end. But get, give me an idea of what you – so no names, no plate It just an idea of something that you w- would have your last beef at a restaurant. Like this is what you experienced and give us an idea of what it was. Can we can, – can I'm sorry, but that's I a great – I think that we've ran them over go. time. I don't think oh, I can run them through a break. Uh,
3: it's a short one. That's just such a great <laughs> teaser. That's such a good teaser for the next one.
0: Can you hang around for a second, Mark? Sure. Yeah, no problem. Be back in 60 seconds with that question. All right. Mark Antonation continues on The Modern Eater.
2: We started Meridian Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic, and keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest.
4: Hey, Dave Divido here! <laughs> Hey, friends of the Modern Eater, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing and Peach Street Distillers. I wanted to let you know that our new brew brewstillery is up and running again in Boulder. And we've got a uh, great selection of Ska beers, nearly 30 on tap. We've also got all of our Peach Street Spirits available. A great mixology program that we brought down from the, from the Western Slope and Palisade. We're open limited hours Wednesday through Friday from 3 to 10 and then we open up earlier at 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday and get some brunch action rolling. We have two great patios. Socially distant seating is available. And you can always check for more information at scostreet.com. And hope we become your new favorite neighborhood spot. And I'd like to meet you there in the not-too-distant future for a beer or a drink soon. So take care, be healthy, and stay strong. And I'll talk to you later. Hi guys it's cody ann from aspen baking company we specialize in fresh preservative free amazing bread but with all the food news go right here to the modern eater
0: okay welcome back it's a thursday september 3rd big day tomorrow we're going to be down at uh, logan street and carboy uh out on their patio snap calm snap is uh snubnowski as i believe is his name he was on the Nine News piece talking about uh, survival into the next quarter and how patios are so crucial for the existence for a lot of restaurants. I tend to agree at least outdoor accommodations have been very helpful with those variances. We continue on with Mark Antonation from Westward. And, Mark, when I left off with a terrible question, but I think it's a good one because I trust your opinion <laughs> on on not only food but front of the house, back of the house, everything, even even the bar program as well. You must have... All experiences can't be good experiences, but if you were a critic without naming names, can you just give us a scenario of like your last bad dining experience and what was involved with it?
1: Oh, i I probably have to go back uh, pretty far to have... to remember a bad dining experience. Like you were furious. Uh, Like walk out of a movie theater
0: type of thing.
1: The single worst dining experience i have was at a uh, it was a moroccan restaurant that's no longer in business on colorado boulevard and um i ordered uh waited for about 45 minutes and finally I, I couldn't like there was just nobody around to talk to so i walked back poked my head in the kitchen reminded me them that i was there guy comes back puts down the food and it wasn't what i ordered so i pointed it out, and he said, oh, just eat it, you'll like it, and walked off again. Oh, did you like so, it? It was good, yeah. But yeah. it's not what you but, are.
0: That's ballsy. That is really yeah. ball- So you have good patience, though, right? I mean, obviously.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, not and not just at restaurants. I, I think for me, uh, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Because uh, you never know when you 're the one who 's had a bad day and and a, and and somebody's going to be relying on you for something, and you just gotta you know power through uh, and so many of these people, especially right now, I think just you know kindness towards your servers and bartenders and and cooks is is the way to go
0: yes, it is what are you more tolerant with um uh, food or service
1: uh yeah, little of both, <laughs> little of both. For a little comes rip it
0: yeah have you ever I, have you ever walked out of a place because you just you weren't see you, you nobody came by and off of your water or a menu or like where's your tolerance level to when you just skip out of there
1: uh yeah it's happened occasionally uh i i remember walking into a burger place once and the the smell of the the like kind of bad fryer oil you know Mm -hmm. uh just hit me right off the bat and i just turned around and walked out um that you know or or sometimes i'll just look at a menu and 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 nothing's appealing to me so i'll leave that's fair Uh, i think that's fair yeah
0: to do
2: but, but and I think what Mark said earlier well, too. Well, do you remember
0: our last experience? It was in Salida, Colorado. Tell, tell us what you would have done with this, Mark. We were in Salida, Colorado. <laughs> we were out on a patio in the middle of the street, right? So dine, oh, yes. dining yeah. in the street. We got. Um, server was pleasant enough. I thought oh, she, she was, was very she, nice. She was great. Nice. Yeah. Um, they, the ambiance was okay. You know, it was what it was. But we got cold mm-hmm. queso, lobster queso. Brian didn't like that one bit. And then what <laughs> What else did we order? It, it prevented you from wanting to even eat there further at that point in time. And then the table that was just adjacent to us ordered the same lobster queso. Theirs was also cold. They sent theirs back as well. And when they both came out, they came out together. We could have gotten theirs. They could have gotten ours, man. And I'm sure it was. Yeah. Well, same. you're
3: just guessing it. Uh, now. No,
2: well, no, 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 no. Listen, there was no. I'm not there, it guessing. was not. We, That's
3: like a situation where you hope you get yeah. there so we you were, have more to bitch about. We were no. talking with
2: no. the table next to us because they said the same thing. They were like, "Do you know? Did we get yours? Did you get ours?" So but that wasn't. That a,
3: didn't want to make you
0: eat anymore. I
2: go back yeah. to the bowl of grease. Yeah. And we got at the last place. We were at Keystone. Mark, we got here's my rest. last one for you.
0: What are you working on, Mark? Uh, westward over there as well. And, oh, actually, one more before one more. B- Broadway market. What's your take on Broadway, Broadway market right now?
1: Oh, you know, uh, I think they kind of had a tough time reopening just because, you know, the rules are really strict right now for big places like that that can't steep very many people in it. But the food's amazing. Uh you know, especially like those tacos are are uh some of the best around. Well uh, out of, you don't see
0: out of respect they uh, should just name it Silvas, shouldn't they, instead of Broadway Market?
1: I think so, yeah, yeah. But like how often do you see actual a uh, spit of of Al Pastor, you know, that they're uh cooking um for your tacos? Most of the time it's you know, frozen or Cooked ahead of time or something.
2: Well, what, I'm curious. So, what's your take on the next? There's another. I, this is to me, it's a little ballsy. Ask him. There's Colorado Boulevard is going to have a new food hall. You you know. Oh about, right. I yeah. mean, and there's a big chef where? In there. I mean, you don't know about Grange. Grange Hall. Where is it? It's uh, it's where Big Wave is going to be. Choi's new place. It's uh, right at where's that South Colorado Boulevard and um, it's not South. Yeah, Colorado. like I twenty five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Where?
1: Evan, Colorado. David. Uh, there's a light rail stop there, so interesting. Yeah, do
2: you think it's going to be hard? I mean, do you think it's uh, opening another food hall right now?
1: I, yeah, I think it's going to be hard uh, um, because I don't know what commuter traffic is like right now, that and that might be a big part of their business. Um, if they can hang on through the winter and you know come out in the spring then then maybe things will be better then. So, uh, but I wish him luck, you know, it's, it's tough. Is tough. Yeah, it's tough.
0: What's Westward working on? What do you got planned for us? And, and what do you anticipate to see uh, needing support for coming into this fourth quarter and into the uh, new year?
1: Well, I think, yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to transition from everyone eating outside to, to uh, you know, safe indoor dining and uh, takeout food, you know, figuring out what, how to, how to make everything that's on a, on a restaurant's menu good for takeout uh, because people are going to rely on that more, I think in the winter months and it's probably harder to make money that way.
0: Do you feel fine eating indoors? I feel fine eating indoors.
1: Uh, I really have not done much indoor dining, uh, so far, um, you know, most of my restaurant experiences over the past two, three months have been, uh, outdoors. So I, I'm a little cautious, but I don't want to dissuade anybody else because restaurants are in the business of keeping you safe. That's, yes. you know, they've been doing that. That's their livelihood is, is serving food safely. And, and they're trying to do that now under a, The rules they've got and and i think so far um i haven't heard of incidents of you know big customer outbreaks of COVID. you Mm -hmm. know uh, compared to uh other types of businesses
0: well you're a leader man i encourage you eat inside a little bit more people need to see inside follow the leaders right (laughs) uh we're gonna tomorrow will be at logan street have you eaten there yet
1: I have, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, it's a, I, I love what they did with that space, you know, kind of joining everything all on that block together and with the wine bar and the food, it's uh, it's a good deal.
0: I'll tell you, they're one smart group, the Angelos and Ivy Street and Logan Street and Carboy. Uh, those are some really, really innovative, smart people. And you can tell uh, why in the face of COVID right now that they're actually have some traction. And, um, yeah, Mark, quick round. What what? beer or wine? Beer.
2: Beer. Okay. You like beer? Saki? Yeah. Or beer? Uh,
1: I I like sake in the right circumstances. Uh, I'll drink it. Uh, but mostly uh, I'm still a beer guy. Chinese
2: or Mexican?
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, look at <laughs> Look at Dude, on. you spent some time with us. Thanks for the half an hour out of your life that you'll never get back. Uh, but we always appreciate your time and say hello to Amy for us. And I'm glad you guys are doing well. Stay safe. You too. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet Thank there you, he Mark. is. He's always a crowd pleaser, Mark Antonation. Just a hell of a nice guy. Smile
2: you know? on his face. So we did give him something a little bit of a smile sometimes. But
0: I love his positivity at all times. Um, Mark is one of those guys, To I, I, at least in my estimation, I, if he doesn't have something good to say or to promote somebody in a positive way, he just doesn't do it at yeah. all.